You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio, Phil Williams here live in the Right Side studios. Man, local, state, national, covering down on all the issues. And like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, on a semi-dreary but yet comfortable temperature Friday, welcome to it. And Boomer's on the board. Hey, man, how are you? I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm good, and I'm happy it's Friday. Well, drop the bomb and hit the applause. Woo! Woo! We made Friday! it. Friday! <laughs> all right, we're there. We're there. Friday. Uh, congratulations to all of you who made it through another week, heading into the weekend. Got a little time to yourselves, I hope. And uh, we got plenty of stuff on tap today uh, to give you thoughts on your way out the door. So uh, let's talk about today's show. So number one, uh, at 3 o'clock, uh, Paul Reynolds. Uh, I've known Paul for a number of years. He's a great guy. He and his wife, Joan, have been longtime members of the Alabama Republican Party. But Paul is actually one of our committee men to the National Republican uh, Conference and or committee. And he, uh, he just put out a letter in the last couple of days describing in great detail why he believed it was necessary to push for a change in leadership at the RNC. So we're going to get Paul Reynolds on here at 3 o'clock just to get his first-hand perspective on how all that went down and where we headed next. Uh, 3 o'clock, Paul Reynolds. And then 4 o'clock, uh, one of our frequent flyers, Stephanie Smith, the new president of the Alabama Policy Institute. But, Boomer, when do I stop saying the new president of the API? Do I just, I just, don't know. just I, go with it? Just Yeah, just go with it. Stephanie Smith, president of API. That's right. There you go. <laughs> She'll be here at 4 o'clock today talking about some issues related to education. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that one. That's 3 o'clock, Paul Reynolds, 4 o'clock, Stephanie Smith, and then I still got a triple dipper full of stuff, so hit it. The Triple Dipper. Three stories you've got to know. That's right, the Triple Dipper. Three stories, three themes, if you will, that you have got to know as we run today's show. Number one, I didn't get to it yesterday, so it's first out the gate today. The Insurrection Inspection. Oh, yeah. We're finally going to get a look at some stuff. Uh, we're, we are under, under understanding that 41,000 hours of closed-circuit TV footage has been given over to um, Tucker Carlson and his staff to review, and they expect to start bringing things to the public eye next week. So number one of the Triple Dipper, we'll talk about it. What does it mean, the insurrection inspection? Number two, infighting. That's what I'm calling it, just infighting. It's amazing to watch, but... Sometimes it's healthy, sometimes it's not. What happens when the political parties or the delegations start fighting among themselves? Well, you know, that's part of the reason why I got Paul Reynolds coming on. We'll talk about his thoughts on that. But then it's not just Republicans, Democrats. Woo! I mean, wow. Infighting. We'll talk about it. Number two on the Triple Dipper. And then number three, woke in the classroom. Yeah, you can tell where this one's going. Woke in the classroom. It's a almost like a nationwide epidemic right now. Maybe we're just finally seeing it, or maybe they've become more brash and bold. I don't know. Either way, we're going to lay it out there and talk about it and have Stephanie Smith on to discuss some things about education. So, yeah, number three on the Triple Dipper, woke in the classroom. Well, let me move over to my monologue here, my my opening comments, which I'll be honest with you, today is a bit of a rant. Just going to go ahead and tell you that right up front. 
Um, but I remember watching not long ago when there was a discussion on TV on the Dr. Phil show. They had Matt Walsh from Daily Wire, and there were two transgender activists. Did y'all see this last year? And two transgender activists. And, and the question, you know, maybe to me, Phil, why would you ever watch that? I don't know, but I did. So anyway, it was a train wreck, man. It was horrible on multiple levels, but I, I, like I couldn't look away. So Matt Walsh asked those two activists the most fundamental question, how do you define a woman? And the first activist who, quote, identifies as non-binary transmasculine, whatever that is, said he had no idea. The other, the non-binary effeminate guy with the carefully groomed beard and the makeup, challenged Walsh to define it himself, which he did, in the same way that 99.99999% of the world does. The way that we always have, in the biological, physiological sense, to which Walsh's opponent took issue in an attempt to blur the lines, like he already does. By questioning why somebody with no reproductive organs or other physiological female characteristics shouldn't also be considered a woman. It's just a, quote, umbrella term that each person can define differently. Well, Walsh calmly unhinged his disturbing attempt at rationale by saying no. He said, quote, you simply want to appropriate womanhood and turn it into a costume that you can wear. It was masterful. But the whole dialogue, it was also kind of sad in a pitiful sort of way. And it was a little bit creepy, to be honest. And at some point, I couldn't help but think, man, we are at the Mad Hatter's Tea Party. That's what it felt like, the Mad Hatter's Tea Party. You remember the Mad Hatter, right? The really weird character from Alice in Wonderland. And I'll be honest, I have always hated that book. As a kid, it used to creep me out. It was like one of those bad dreams that makes no sense and leaves you feeling unsettled after you wake up. Well, the Mad Hatter himself presided over a never-ending tea party where he and others were trapped in limbo, asking each other unanswerable riddles and reciting nonsensical poetry. He was hard to be around. He was obnoxious. His inconceivable behavior eventually drove Alice away. Some theorize that the author, Lewis Carroll, the author of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, developed his character off the well-known fact in the 19th century of the actual maker of hats, hatters, because they would go mad. It was known to go mad due to chronic exposure to mercury, which caused tremors and mood swings and even death. All said and done, my analogy that Matt Walsh's debate with the two transgender activists is right on point. It's an example that modern society has allowed the Mad Hatter to set up his tea party right here in the middle of our life as we know it. And I, for one, am not drinking the tea. So years ago, as part of my eclectic resume, I used to work in a treatment center for adolescents. Some of those kids came to us from a series of bad decisions. Some of them were helped to make those bad decisions along the way. Sometimes parents would come to the family sessions, and we would work on setting rules and boundaries for little Johnny. Oh, no, we would sometimes hear, we don't want to set rules and boundaries. It might drive him away. It might cause him to feel suppressed. Well, I got news. Some of those kids were in treatment because they were left to figure out life for themselves with no sense of right or wrong. You see, when nothing is black or white, then everything's gray. And when everything's gray, then you just get to find out your own truth, which rarely works out well in the end. You see, here's the deal. It's okay to still have absolutes. There is no wrong in saying that things are wrong. And there is still nothing right about calling wrong right. Oprah wants us all to find our own truth, but when that happens, truth is lost. I'll never forget when Margaret Thatcher was the Prime Minister of England. She had a way of triumphing with her words. At one press conference, she was confronted by a reporter on whatever topic it was at hand, and she was asked, but madam, isn't that just the same old story? To which she quickly replied, well, of course it's the same old story. The truth usually is the same old story. But you see, 
progressives want us to believe that if we choose to take the position that something is true, then we are denying someone else their own truth. This is a classic deflection. It's a circular argument. You cannot have your truth if it denies my truth. But the problem with that is that for something to stand as true, it cannot be controverted. It's either true or it's not. There's also this fallacy in modern woke culture that we must allow equal space within our own beliefs for other versions of truth. Sort of a laissez-faire approach, if you ask me. So you do you and I'll do me and we'll all just enjoy the tea party together. But the problem is that never works when one side demands of the other that truth should be considered relative. And if I don't share your truth, then I'm a threat. It reminds me of those bumper stickers that I see on some liberal cars on the road. Coexist, they say with each of the letters for the word coexist being a symbol from a different world religion? Well, I got news. We already coexist. What they really mean by the bumper sticker is you're a bigot if you don't give equal authority in your mind to other faiths. Well, let me be clear. I'm aware that people want desperately for their versions of truth to be given some measure of credibility, even when they outwardly appear to defy logic and reason and science. But it is not my place to condemn, and I don't, But there is also a vast difference between not condemning and being told to condone. A vast, vast difference. So here in the presence of God and witnesses, I feel free to say to you that the definition of a woman is one who's born with the physiological and biological and chromosomal makeup of, you guessed it, a female. Likewise, the converse would be true for a man. While we're at it, I'll go ahead and rock the boat a little further and state that unequivocally life begins at the moment of conception. And within eight days, that little bitty mass of fetal tissue is circulating blood. And soon after that, you can detect a heartbeat. And yes, there is strong evidence of response to stimuli, even while still in the womb. All right, let me keep this truth train rolling. I believe that when you spend more than you've got, it doesn't make the economy better. At some point, credit has to be repaid and dollars cannot keep getting printed. We will pay the piper without change. I'm also of the mind that parents should have the right to choose what's best for their child's education. For that matter, it should require parental consent for medical treatment of a minor child to include a vaccination. And then there's the kicker that evil should not be given more due than good and that criminals should therefore be penalized in such a way that they are deterred from continuing crime. That police should be honored for their work and that victims should never be forced against their will to sit down with their perpetrators and feel re-victimized in the process. I'm saying all these things because those are the things that we are demanded on a daily basis to give way to. We are told constantly, hey, you do you, I'll do me, but you've got to also believe what I do. No, I don't. Actually, I don't at all. Progressives want so badly for there to be no absolutes. Just a life in the gray space of progressive so-called truth. Which in reality, I'll be honest, is a little bit more like being stuck with Alice and the March Hare at the Mad Hatter's Perpetual Tea Party. And I, for one, refuse to drink that tea. And that's a wrap for the right side way. Well, there you have it. I told you it was a rant. Covered down on some ground with that one. But the reality is is this. We do coexist. They are welcome to try and have their opinions, but you cannot condemn me because I don't condone you. Period. If you believe that you have a new version of truth, I would question whether it's truly truth or not, because truth is not typically malleable. You don't get to change it. Truth is just truth. And oh, by the way, we all know what a woman really is. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.
And we are back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid conservative, just plain right on a Friday afternoon. Uh, just saw a moment ago that uh, uh, Congressman Gary Palmer just reposted uh, the interview that we did with him yesterday here on Right Side. If you missed it and want to catch it again, um, well, any of our stuff for that matter, you can go to our podcast. Uh, podcasts can be found on any of our podcasting mediums out there. Uh, what do we got? Apple, Podbean, name them, Boomer. Um, Apple, Podbean, iHeart, uh, iHeart, uh, Spotify. Spotify. You can go even to our uh, Facebook page or website, any of those. Okay. I mean, any podcast platform you can think of, it's there. Just search out Right Side Radio. That's right. We are, by the way, kicking the podcast is just downloading like madness. Uh, but yeah, if you ever if you ever hear a segment of the show or miss a segment of the show and you want to catch it again, you can always go find it after the fact and listen to it. Or if you want to send it to a friend or post it like Congressman Palmer did, which we appreciate that, um, then then certainly. Uh, send that thing out, and uh, and 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 it, you can you can send it by email or text, just like we do all the time. In fact, I sent it to them, his his staff, last night by text. They posted it on Facebook, so it's just it's malleable. You can do things with it. And now uh, it's on ours. And now it's on ours. All right, <laughs> just like that. Just like that. Thank you, Boomer. <laughs> um, by the way, all our stuff. If you're wondering how to find us, I would start with our website, RightSideRadio.org. RightSideRadio.org. Don't do the .com. Do the .org. Um, all of our stuff's on there. The photo gallery, our recommended reading list, uh, podcasting, a live stream where you can see what we're doing in the studio while we're talking on the air. All this stuff is out there at rightsideradio.org to include a link to the Right Side store so you can get T-shirts, coffee mugs, even Right Side socks because, you know, everybody needs Right Side socks. I just yeah. personally, I, I find them to be rather attractive. They're, it was the big O star. I, I mean, how can it not be attractive? It's, they're rather sexy, actually. If <laughs> socks can be sexy, these are sexy socks. So, uh, yeah, check them out. Right Side Store, all that stuff, rightsideradio.org. Um, I know for a fact that Boomer's got sports on the mind for the weekend. I do have sports on the mind for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were talking about you got you got baseball game, gymnastics, you yeah. got all the stuff laid and out And then weekend, basketball right? game, his uh, PAX's last basketball game. Is on Sunday, so it's like I'm I'm all full for this weekend. And the lovely McQueen is uh she's got an, she now so first of all the lovely McQueen uh was a gymnast at Alabama. Correct. Yeah, and so she's uh she's she's got a, a gig this weekend for alumni of the alumni uh, for gymnastics. Yeah, yeah so that's it's gonna be cool. a big weekend. That is a school. Yeah, it's that gonna be fun. Uh, that's good. That's good. Then we get to play in the gym for a little bit. Throw out some skills. Oh, little man going to or what? Oh, little man will definitely be there. <laughs> he'll, he'll act like he owns the place. Oh, he, he does own the place. <laughs> His mom used to be here. Owns the place. Oh, man. Oh, that's good. That is so good. Um, all right. Hey, listen, insurrection inspection is going to be the first part of the Triple Dipper. Let me let me just tell you, I, I find this to be fascinating, like in a sort of weird, like geeky, almost kind of way, fascinating. So first of all, has has it blown over yet? I mean, is it is it is it is it are we so far removed from that whole January sixth debacle that we don't care anymore? I don't think so. Nope, I don't think so. What's happened is this: the January sixth, you know, commission, um, the basically the kangaroo court, the one that was convened, that uh, already knew what it was going to find before it found it, uh, the one that already had the verdict, you know, predetermined. And, and, and let me just say this, as an attorney, if I were striking a jury and, and I, was, I was looking for a reason to question the jury, every reason you could possibly want was on this panel, all right? 
Not that they're a jury. They kind of had a little bit of a grand jury feel to them because they had investigative powers and they referred out to the attorney general's office. But all that to say, you talk about bias. You talk about the ability to challenge their their competence and their capability and their uh, uh, ability to be, you know, impartial because they weren't. And, and what we're finding now is that not only did they come up with their conclusions, which were very slanted and, and so easily predictable, but we're also finding that mm, there's 41,000 hours of video that ain't nobody's had a chance to look at. Well, well, well. And so Kevin McCarthy, new Speaker of the House, he came in. If you're not tracking this, you need to be tracking it now because he came into office as a speaker having made a commitment that he felt like transparency was necessary and that he would do what he could to release everything that the January 6th commissioned and had a chance to review, well, he's done it. And it's been confirmed. 41,000 hours of closed-circuit TV footage has been released to Tucker Carlson and his uh, staff. And so I assume they're combing through it. But, yeah, so 41,000 hours, a lot of it's going to be boring, a lot of it's going to be stuff like, ah, people walking around. Ah, people taking selfies. Ah, what is that for? I don't know. That's a deal. It's a repeat. But you know what there's going to be? There's going to be stuff in there that we're going to look at and go, oh, look, they didn't tell us about that one. Oh, look, you can see who it was that put up the, uh, the noose out front, which was, you know, like they were really going to bring Nancy Pelosi out and hang her from a gallows. Um, oh, look, you mean they didn't break down the doors? There were several of the doors where the security detail just opened the door and let them in? Oh, why would that be? Oh, look, those guys that we thought were feds, you could see them fomenting the crowd. Oh, look, nobody's walking around toting M16s and, you know, trying to blast holes in walls. Oh, look, the only person who got shot was Ashley Babbitt, and she was unarmed at the time. I think we're going to see some of this stuff. I think we're finally going to see it. 41,000 hours. You know what? Even if they don't find things that conservatives believe are there, even if it all matches the January 6th commission's outline and report, I don't care. Transparency is necessary in this one. Absolutely necessary. All right, we'll talk about it more when we get back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. Right back. 